Hello and welcome to Meet Him, the newest addition to Virtual Inforum. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Him podcast series introduces listeners to male leaders who share what they've learned about the value of diverse leadership in their companies and in their own leadership journeys. And I am just absolutely thrilled that joining me today is Brian Krauss, Vice President, Global Manufacturing for Amway, and a new member of the Inforum Board of Directors. With 25 plants around the world and more than 2,800 people in his line of responsibility, Brian regularly faces leadership challenges across cultures and geographies. Welcome, Brian, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Terry. Good to be with you, and thanks for the wonderful introduction. Great to be with you, and of course, great to be a, a new member of the Inform Board. Well, we're, we, we couldn't be more thrilled because Amway has been such a strong supporter of the community and a strategic partner for us, and you have been a key part of leading that, so, so thank you. So I know how crazy busy you are, so let's just uh, jump right in with the first question. What are the challenges and opportunities that companies face in being more intentional about gender diversity? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's simple, really, uh, and it's, it's, it's about making it real and authentic to the specifics of your company's culture. Um, you know, there's a ton of best practices and, and things you can research and do to uh, promote gender diversity within your organization, but I think it's gotta be in context of your underlying culture. Uh, at Amway, we have a very strong culture and very strong values, and, and a couple of values really resonate with me and those are partnership and integrity and personal worth. And, and so with that as a backdrop, a number of years ago, we started inclusion networks, mm. and one of which is a women's inclusion network uh, to better promote diversity um, in, in a way that is authentic to us and, and makes sense to us. So, so while there's so many great things that any individual or any company can do, I, I, I just would encourage organizations to make it real and make it authentic for their for their um, specific cultures. And, and Brian, I may be remembering this incorrectly, but aren't you the executive sponsor for that network? I was earlier. We wrote. Oh, okay. Hey, yep. Yep. Yeah, I did it. And I got a great story I want to share with you later in our discussion <laughs> about, about how it, uh, was a transformative experience for me in, in my uh, my evolution as a as a male ally. But yes, I was a sponsor um, earlier on in my career, and and it was a fantastic experience for me. Oh, good. Well, I look forward to the story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and and I know that you have a reputation for being such a strong ally for women and for for all kinds of diversity within the company, but. What are, what are some of the things a male ally can do on a day-to-day -day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity? Yeah, and I'll share my story uh, with you on this one, but I'd say that the couple things uh, for a, a male to do to be an ally, one is be uncomfortable, get uncomfortable. Um, this is supposed to 
um, you know, expand your boundaries a little bit. So you got to get uncomfortable would be the first thing. Second is educate yourself. Be smart about this topic. Um, you don't have to be an expert, but be smart about it. And then, and then three, of course, advocate. And, and, and I'll share the story now because, like I said, it was transformative for me um, earlier on in my career about 10 years ago. I was uh, just getting involved in our WIN, our Women's Inclusion Network leadership team, and I was invited to my first meeting. And uh, so I, you know, I strolled down the hallways here at Amway and I walk into the conference room and I walk in and there's maybe a dozen people in the room and all people I had known, worked with, trusted, many were, were good friends, but all of them were women. And as I walked in, I realized, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm different. I'm, I'm the only man in this room. And although these people were friends and colleagues and, and all, all people I trusted, I felt very uncomfortable. I felt awkward. I felt out of place, <sighs> nervous. And, and it took me a few minutes to kind of like find my, find my mojo, so to speak. And we had a great meeting and, and things went well. Uh, but after the meeting, I was talking with one of the, one of the women in there and I was explaining you know, how I felt when I walked in and, uh, and she said, well, now you know how I feel every time I walk into a room that's generally full of men. And it was really an eye opener for me. I was uncomfortable. It helped educate myself. And so I like sharing that story because we, we don't want to be a, a company culture and we, I don't think we want to be a society where people feel um, unwelcomed or out of place. And so if, if, if I as a leader or anyone else can be an ally and, and create an environment where people can feel part of something, people feel part of an inclusive environment, then uh, we're making progress. That, that is such a great story. And I, I'm sure that the women listening to this uh, podcast will relate <laughs> to to that and i i'll be curious to hear more about how you know you took that lesson to heart and how you know you changed um as a result of that because you know that that's a very you know it's it's difficult we we don't like being uncomfortable right right, <laughs> and, right. and we'll do almost anything to avoid it right <laughs> so. exactly right and that's you know that's that's not where true growth occurs. Um, true growth occurs when you're uncomfortable. And I was certainly uncomfortable for the first several minutes of that meeting. Uh, well, kudos to you for, for uh, pursuing that. That's, that's just uh, great advice. So speaking of advice, um, what advice would you give to someone who's going into a leadership position for the first time? Yeah, I love this topic. And I love seeing people make that turn. Um, and I think it's one of the hardest transitions a person can make in her or his career, um, you know, because you're, you're likely going from being a superstar individual performer to all of a sudden, you know, your, your destiny is no longer directly in your hands. And, and I've seen a lot of people make that transition. And, and, and I would offer three pit, uh, pieces of advice. One is, you know, get used to making mistakes. Um, learn from them and grow. Um, again, this transition is probably one of the tougher ones of a person's career. Um, so just get used to making mistakes. It's not bad. It's how you grow. Um, the second one, I'd say stay confident. 
Mm. Uh, somebody saw something in you to appoint you to that leadership position. They see something in you that is, is, is and has potential for the future. Um, so, so others see something in you that, you know, maybe you don't always see in yourself. So don't lose your confidence. And, and the third one is, is, you know, it's really no longer about you. It's about lifting others up. Um, and, and the new leader source of satisfaction needs to change from what I can individually drive and deliver versus how I can help others be successful. So, you know, I call it your source of satisfaction has to change from from me and what I can do to what we can accomplish together. Mm. Oh, that's such a great perspective. I, you know, I'd like to ask a follow-up question. Do you have any tips or thoughts about how you stay confident after making mistakes? <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, we all need, we all need a handful full of people that um, in our in our lives in our career that we can pick up the phone or grab a cup of coffee with and 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 be that confidant to say I'm struggling with this I made I might have made this mistake you know can you help me out and and without judgment have have constructive and, and positive feedback provided back to us and mm -hmm. I, I always encourage new leaders to have a, a couple of couple of people, you know, more than two, less than five, maybe that are in your, maybe a couple of people in your organization, a couple of peers and a couple of people higher in your organization that when you pick up the phone and you call, they're going to give it to you straight. And sometimes it's a, maybe a kick in the pants to say, yeah, you screwed up. So go correct it. Or uh, a pat on the back and say, you know, you're doing the right things. Just keep at it. Um, just to kind of lift, lift you up a bit. Mm, great. Oh, that's great. That's great advice. All of life's uh, challenges are easier when we have those people, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And they should be used liberally for sure. <laughs> so, um, gosh, Brian, you've had such an interesting career. Is there a key trader skill that's helped you get where you are? Well, I, if I can, Terry, I'll, I'll point to two. Can I, can, I, can I offer two traits and not one? You certainly can. Okay. Well, since you're facilitating, you get to make the call. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd say two. One is, and, and these, are, these two are core to my leadership philosophy. Um, the first is integrity. You know, do what you say and say what you do. People, as a, as a person and as a leader, uh, people know what, what you stand for and what you won't stand for. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I think always being true to yourself, always maintaining high integrity um, is important. And, and it's tested over time, for sure, in different environments. Mm -hmm. um, but always staying true to yourself and having strong integrity is something that uh, was, was um, taught, by, taught to me by my parents early, very early on. And, and, I, and I think I've, um, I've tried to keep that strong in my entire career. And the second one is resiliency. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone goes through tough times in their lives and their careers. Um, again, that's where a lot of growth personally and professionally happens. But I think a person must demonstrate, um, you know, personal and professional will to persevere through those tough times and, um, and, and having resiliency and being able to buckle down and say, I got this, I can overcome it is, is a trait that, um, 
is important. And, and, and I've, I've learned in spades in, in my career that um, has really helped me quite a bit. Mm. You know, um, resiliency and, and really integrity, authenticity. I, I feel like we as human beings have the ability to sort of sniff that out in people, right? Yeah. You know, we, yeah. yep. we, 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 I don't know how exactly, but I think we can sort of assess pretty quickly whether someone's, yeah, yeah uh, has that integrity or not. And it has a way, I think, of um, making all interactions easier. Because, I agree. Yeah, you just, totally you know. Agree. You know, you know what you're dealing with, and um, I look forward to learning more from you about resiliency. I think it's just such a key topic. It's certainly a key topic at this particular time. Sure, um, right. With, with so much going on with the economy and our companies and the world, um, <laughs> that uh, we all need to try to get better at that. You know, you've said a couple times that... Um, Amway has such a strong culture and certainly that I, I've observed that with a company it's so admired uh, for its culture. How do you help new employees understand the culture of the organization? Yeah, you know, one of the many wonderful things about my job is that, um, uh, you know, you get to spend a fair amount of time with employees um, as they progress in their career. And when they first join the company is a, a very crucible moment in their career because it's when those individuals really begin to form their perspectives and enrich their leadership philosophies and experiences. So, you know, we do a great job onboarding um, employees and, and showing them our products and our facilities and getting them to know people. Uh, but the one thing I really enjoy doing is um, spending some time with, um, uh, in fact, we just hired a new leader a couple of months ago and 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 I uh, did this with that particular leader is take them down to our world headquarters in in uh, in Ada Michigan and walk them through a, a little bit of our history but really show them you know we have we have different demonstrations of our values and our founders fundamentals and we just spend time together and talking about what's it mean to be an Amway leader and and what are the values that our owners expect in us and what are the principles by by which we operate um, and so I like doing that because I like to have the new leader really have a deep appreciation for what this company stands for uh, and then and then as the person on boards and and I have more interaction with her or him I, I really try to reinforce the behaviors that are expected in that individual um, when I see her or him doing really, really fantastic things or really things in alignment with our values, you know, I, I like to point it back to say, remember when we talked about integrity? Remember when we talked uh -huh. about personal worth? Remember when we talked about partnership? You're doing that well. And, you know, sometimes not. Sometimes there's a bit of a correction there too when, you know, a person may have not totally demonstrated the values and, and, and aligned to the expectations. But for the most part, it's, a, it's those moments and those interactions are wonderful times to really um, reinforce the behaviors that we're seeking. So that's something I like to do. It's fun, uh, but it's also a very intimate, you know, between um, the new employee and, and me and, and I enjoy it. 
I just love so much about what you just said. I, I love, you know, what you think about all the jobs you've started during the course of your career and how many times were you, you know, told all the basics about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where, where, you know, the computer, how to, you know, what your passwords are, where's the, you know, all that, right. all that kind of stuff, but you don't, you don't get to those behaviors um, and the link to the culture. And I love that you talk about connecting the dots and the whole concept of, catching people doing things right and and remind you know reminding them of the connection with the the wonderful thing that they just did and the core values and culture of the company as well and as well as where they may be missing the mark um, right right what a wonderful approach um, thank you so much for sharing that uh, that advice so one final question do you have a quote? That you'd like to share? There is one. It's not famous. I'll tell <laughs> you. You know, there's there's a lot of great quotes from a lot of really smart people and that are inspiring. And you know, I I, I love reading those things. I do have one quote that is, like I said, it's not famous outwardly. It's famous in our household. And um, and it's and the, and the quote is, "Krauses aren't quitters. Krauses <laughs> aren't quitters." And and the reason why that's quote, famous in our, in our house uh, between uh, my wife, my, my two daughters, and me is kind of back to the, my point on resiliency um, and integrity. You know, there's times in your life that things are tough, but you make a commitment, you honor your commitments, you work through it, you may not be the best, you may not, it may not turn out exactly the way you like, but you honor your commitments and you don't let people down. Um, if, you, if you commit to doing something, you do it to the best of your abilities. And what we tell our kids is we will absolutely always 100% support you if you give it your best, even if it doesn't turn out the way you want. Um, but we're always going to support you because Krauses aren't quitters. You do something, you commit to something, and you give it your best every single time. Oh, my goodness. I just love that. And I have a feeling that after this podcast goes live, you might have lots of people applying to join the Krause family. <laughs> right. Well, sometimes my daughters roll, the, well, oftentimes they roll their eyes when I say, hey, remember, Krauses aren't quitters. Okay, Dad, we know, we know, but it's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, well, just wait until they're old enough to have families of their own and you'll hear that uh, repeated. So <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm putting my money on that. (laughs) Brian, Brian, you know, thank you so, so much for joining us today and for sharing these insights. You've shared a lot of memorable things and uh, really appreciate your willingness to do that. It was fun, Terry. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, you're a wonderful leader, wonderful facilitator, and uh, just very pleased to spend time with you today. And of course, be on the Inform board. So thank you. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Well, that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet him. And also, Meet Her, a podcast series featuring women of accomplishment, sharing their experiences and insights on leadership. And while you're there, check out the other virtual informed components, including a growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and even a series of virtual events. Thank you.